I'm Cheryl State Bryson, mom, divorcee, health nut, and host of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast, where I help divorced moms get healthy, create financial stability, and develop emotional fortitude while they master co-parenting their kids. The place is here, and your time is now. So let's do this. Hey, Healthy Mamas, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast. Thank you for joining me. Remember, you can find the full transcript for this episode at healthymomafterdivorce.com slash 15. As you may or may not know, I regularly post short videos on social media to help divorced moms gain some new perspectives while they co-parent. So, they can become the healthiest version of themselves, um, you know, for them and their kids. You can find those videos on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Recently, I posted a video on TikTok about divorced mom guilt, how it may be lying to us and how to deal with it. In this video, I give examples of things that we as divorced moms often say to ourselves that give rise to so much guilt. Things like, the kids will blame me when they grow up. When the kids are struggling or upset, it's always about the divorce. I have to spend every minute with my kids when they're with me. I should have tried harder in my marriage for the kids. Maybe you can relate. This video has received more engagement than most of my other videos. Every day, I get more comments from people thanking me, saying they struggle with these thoughts all the time. Turns out my video was relatable to so many mums. On the one hand, I am so pleased that it resonated with so many. On the other, I'm actually saddened for the very same reason. I'll put the link to that video in the show notes so you can check it out if you like. And although most of the comments were positive, I did also receive a few other kinds of comments as well. For instance, someone posted about how perhaps my guilt is trying to tell me something, that it's there for a reason and that I need to be listening to it instead of pushing it aside. This, of course, got me thinking. Is this in fact the case? Am I pushing aside thoughts that my subconscious is trying to tell me? Thoughts that I need to be listening to? I did end up responding to this comment with a second video, and I want to share with you what I said. I also want to share with you new thoughts I've had since then because it's been rattling around in my brain so much. So in my response video, I distinguish between two kinds of guilt. The first one is the guilt that comes from within us when our behavior and our values are misaligned. And the second kind is the guilt that comes when someone outside of us uses our values against us as a form of manipulation. Since then, I've come to realize what I'm distinguishing between is not two kinds of guilt, but rather guilt versus shame. And now that I've said the word shame, you know who I'm going to talk about now, right? Yep, you guessed it, Brene Brown. In her book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown says we feel guilt when we focus on behavior. I did something bad. We've behaved in a way that does not align with our values. And we feel shame when we focus on the self. I am bad. What this tells me is I used the wrong language in my original video. 
What I was talking about was not guilt, but shame. It's the shame we need to move through, not the guilt. So let's start with the guilt. That's the uncomfortable feeling when our behavior and values are misaligned. The example I use in my response video is this. The value is to spend as much time with our kids as possible when they're with us. So in my example, we got too into our work one day and ended up spending most of our time at our computer. The kids were on their screens or playing alone most of the day. And by the time we lifted our head to breathe, it was 4 p.m. and time to get started on dinner. In this case, you may end up feeling guilty about that because your actions of working all day do not align with one of your values, which is spending time with the kids when they're with you. Another example of a value we might have would be treating others with kindness and patience. But let's say today you've had a terrible start. Everyone slept in, the kids did not get moving for school, one of them forgot their lunch at home, and so you were late for work. On your lunch break, you pop over to the store to grab something for dinner because, of course, you didn't get to the store on the weekend like you planned. You are frazzled and in a hurry, so when the cashier makes an error when scanning something, you are curt with him and walk off in a huff. Now, back at your vehicle, you recognize that you didn't treat the cashier in a way that feels right, so you feel guilty. Your behavior didn't align with your value of treating others with kindness and patience, hence the guilt. And we need to listen to that. It is telling us about a behavior we should act on and change. That guilt is telling us something we should not ignore. That guilt provides us insight into how we can do better next time. And that is not the feeling I was talking about in my original video. And despite how I referred to it in that video, what I was referencing was actually shame. So let's talk about that. That awful feeling we get when we perceive ourselves, not our behavior, as flawed. It's like we take it a step further past the guilt, or maybe skip over the guilt altogether. Let's use the same examples. I've worked all day instead of spending time with my kids. I feel guilty that my behavior did not align with my value, and that makes me a bad mother. Or I was curt with the cashier. I feel guilty for treating him that way because I value being kind and patient, and that means I'm a terrible person. Do you see how in these examples, I had the guilt, but then moved right into shame? That is what I'm asking divorce moms to recognize and move past. Now, sometimes we come up with these shameful thoughts all on our own, but other times someone or something external to us puts pressure on us to behave a certain way. And they use shame as the way to do it because it's so effective. And why would they do this? Well, it either benefits them or they just want to cause pain. So by pulling on the strings of our pre-existing values and beliefs, they can twist our behavior into a new narrative and gaslight us into believing something about us that is not true. How about a mother who chooses to work full-time and put her children in daycare rather than stay at home with them? A mother will make a choice that works for her and her family for any number of reasons, and even if she knows it's the right choice, she may feel some guilt. And that's okay. That guilt can help drive adjustments to other parts of her life to mitigate the time lost with her kids while at work. This is positive. 
but the addition of an evaluation of who she is as a person and a mother is where the problem comes in. And it happens all the time. She works full time, so she has fewer hours in the week to spend with her kids. Okay, perhaps. But that choice is entirely unrelated to how good of a mother she is and how much she loves her kids. But that's often the societal narrative, isn't it? Pressures like this can come from large systems like societies or cultures or, you know, religious organizations, and also from individuals like parents or friends, co-parents. Let's go through some examples. Ever heard some of these? Getting a divorce means you didn't try hard enough, which means you're a bad mother. When your kids struggle, it's always because of the divorce, which means you're a bad mother. Spending any money on yourself is frivolous, which means you're a bad mother. Spending any time looking after yourself when your kids are with you is selfish, which means you're a bad mother. Have you heard any of these? Maybe all of them? Being a divorced mom is hard enough, but when these types of narratives are piled on, it's next to impossible. If we believe these things, the weight of the shame can be suffocating. And how are we going to be able to show up for ourselves and our kids in a healthy way if we are dragging around this ball and chain? So how do we tell the difference? How do we know if we're feeling guilt because our actions are not lining up with our values? Or if we're feeling shame because we're making our actions mean something about who we are as people? Number one, what are your values? Spend some time figuring this out. Spend a lot of time figuring this out. What truly matters to you? What do you want to pass down to your children? Those will be your core values. And then when this uncomfortable feeling comes in, ask yourself, what am I feeling bad about? Not spending enough time with the kids, getting a divorce, my kids struggling at school, going to the gym when the kids are home, being rude to a coworker. Just figure out exactly what you're feeling bad about. Then number three, why am I feeling bad about this? Is it because my behavior does not align with one of my values? If yes, then I'm feeling guilt and I can take actions to do better in the future or to rectify the situation. Or have I taken something external to me and made it mean something about me as a person? If yes, then I'm feeling shame. And I need to remind myself that this is a narrative I do not have to believe. Odds are, this is not even a narrative you actually agree with either. It's been ingrained in you by your parents, your upbringing, society, religious groups, your ex, abusers, co-workers, magazines, TV shows, the list is endless. But in the end, it's someone else's narrative and not actually rooted in your values. The reality is no one gets married thinking they'll get divorced and no one expects to have to start over. And no one, and I really mean no one, has kids expecting to see them half the time. But even then, I am guessing that getting divorced was still the better of two options for you and your kids. That's why you're here. 
I am guessing getting divorced and taking on all the challenges that come with it still aligned better with your values than the alternative. Sometimes having a safe, loving home for your children comes at a hefty price, but that doesn't mean it wasn't worth it. It doesn't mean you're damaging your kids. It doesn't mean you can't mitigate a lot of the additional risks associated with divorce. It doesn't mean your kids can't still be happy and healthy. It doesn't mean you now need to be a martyr and never prioritize yourself. It doesn't mean you screwed up and now owe your kids for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean they will blame you when they grow up. It doesn't make you a bad mother. This feeling of shame, the one that comes up when you hear the stories the world wants you to believe, is what I was talking about in my original video. It has nothing to do with listening to our inner voice, trying to improve as a person, but everything to do with ignoring the noise about what others think your choices mean about you. You are the only one that has all the information about you, your home, and your relationship with your kids. You've been acting in their best interests since the day they were born. So don't let narratives from your ex, your parents, society, or anyone else contaminate your mind with lies about what your choices mean about you. Chin up, healthy mama, and listen to the guilt, but to heck with the shame, because healthy moms raise healthy kids. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. And if you like what you heard, share this episode with other mums. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to learn more about me and what else I have to offer, head over to healthymomafterdivorce.com. I can't wait to connect with you.